Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Christianity, in its purest form, is nothing more than seeing Jesus. I recently heard a story of a man named Bob Eddins. Bob Eddins was blind. He couldn't see a thing. His world was a black hall of sounds and smells. He felt his way through five decades of darkness, 50 years of darkness, and then he could see. A skilled surgeon performed a complicated operation And for the first time, Bob Eddins had sight. He found it overwhelming. He said, I never would have dreamed that yellow is so yellow. He said, I don't have the words. I'm so amazed by yellow, but but red is my favourite colour. I just can't believe red. He said, I can see the shape of the moon and I like nothing better than seeing a jet plane fly across the sky, leaving a vapour trail. And of course, there's sunrises and and sunsets, and at night I look at the stars and I see the flashing lights. You could never know how wonderful everything is. And that's true. How true. Those of us who have had vision for our entire lifetime cannot know how wonderful and life-changing it must be to be given sight. But the truth is, Bob Eddins is not the only one who has spent a lifetime near something without seeing it. There are very, very few people on the planet who don't suffer from some form of blindness. How many times have you... Miles, can you turn me down? I'm booming and it's really frustrating me. Thank you. How many times have you driven past a rainbow and not noticed it? Have you ever sat and watched someone that you love just experiencing life and thought, wow, how amazing, how amazing you are made, how, how beautiful you are, or how handsome you are, or how, how much joy I'm getting out of just watching the uniqueness of you? Have you ever looked at a flower? I mean, you know, they've got those things, some of them have spikes going up and they've got orange tips and, and you know, all these beautiful little colours on the inside. If you Have you ever done that? We were, um, I was doing a whole heap of work around our house last weekend and I you know, getting rid of cobwebs and sweeping up things and changing this and doing that. And, and I thought, oh my gosh, there's all these things in my house that need to be fixed or changed or upgraded that have been like that for years and I've never seen them. On Tuesday night, I was sitting in a chair, which I don't do very often, sit still. I was sitting in a chair and I put on the, um, a Christmas album because I love listening to Christmas carols at Christmas time, because I love the words. It's all about those beautiful words to me. When he came, the soul felt its voice. 
Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the King. You know, I was sitting there, I was sitting in my chair, uh, silent and still, which is quite unusual. And Paul turned around and he said to me, what are you doing? And I said, I'm listening. He was drawing on his iPad, creating stuff, whatever he does. I said, I'm listening. But I wasn't just listening. I was, I was listening to those words and I was seeing Jesus. And I was seeing what him coming to earth meant and means for every one of us. Because I don't want to walk around blind at the things that are right in front of me. Like Bob Edden saw. I want to know this. Have you seen Jesus? I mean, have you really seen him? Please don't let this Christmas pass without seeing the reason for this season. Jesus is the man who changed history. Jesus, the God who put flesh on and arrived as a, an innocent child. Have you seen him? Peter, one of his disciples, says this, we saw his mag majestic splendor with our own eyes. Have you seen his majesty? John, another one of his disciples, said, so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Have you seen his glory? Have you seen his majesty? Because his story is extraordinary. Walter Wink has said this. He said, if Jesus had never lived, we would not have been able to invent him. And it's true. Maybe, maybe tonight you've never really seen him or, or maybe you've heard a lot about him, but you know it's more than that. You can hear a lot about Jesus. That doesn't mean you know him. And that doesn't mean you've seen him. Or maybe it's been a while since you've seen him. Maybe, maybe your vision of him has become blurred. My prayer for every person in this room tonight is that you would really see him. Maybe for the first time or maybe again. If your vision is blurry, that you would see him again. That you, that you would see his majesty that you would see his glory, because Christmas is all about Jesus. I'm going to pray, Father, for every person in this room right now. I thank you that you are here. And I thank you for your word. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would see you tonight, that we would see who you really are in Jesus' name. Amen. George Buttrick. He was a, a former chaplain at Harvard. He likes to share about his experience with lots of students during his chaplaincy. He shares that students would, would come into his office, they'd plop themselves down on a chair and say, I don't believe in God. And Buttrick would give this disarming reply. He'd say, sit down and tell me what kind of God you don't believe in. I probably don't believe in that God either. And then he would talk about Jesus the corrective to all our assumptions about God. Jesus. Hebrews says the sun perfectly mirrors God and is stamped with God's nature. Jesus. It's all about Jesus. 
To know and understand God, we just have to, we just have to look to Jesus because he, he perfectly mirrors God, the Bible says. God as he really is, not how we might have been seeing him. Not how we, what we might have been taught about him. And as we read about Jesus in the Bible, as we study his life in the Gospels, you know, it's actually an invitation. The Gospels and his life in the Gospels is an invitation for us to understand who he is, to walk with him. He invites us to really see and know him. Have you seen him and do you know why he came? I have three points tonight. Three points. The first reason that Jesus came is to reveal God to us. John 1 says this, no one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. He came to reveal God to us. He expressed the character of God. He came to show us who God is. He was born, he lived on earth for 33 years and he showed us by what he did, by the way he lived, by what he said, who God is, what God is like. People have all these weird ideas about God. We just have to look to Jesus to find out who he really is. You've got to admit it was a risky plan, the plan to save humanity. It really didn't make a lot of sense. God says to Jesus, I know, we'll send you to earth. You'll live down, we'll send you to earth as a baby. We'll send you to earth as a helpless baby. And you'll rely, have to rely on your parents to feed you to protect you, and we'll leave you alone with that lot for 33 years, and then we'll give you three years with a group of no-hopers you're going to train who are going to take up the job when you die. It was risky, but it was beautiful, and it was extravagant, and it was preposterous. It wasn't the way God's people thought it was going to happen. See, they thought the Messiah was going to come with a sword. They thought he was going to come and fight for them and deliver them from captivity, but it was actually back to front. It was unheard of. It was the, the opposite of what was expected because do you know what most things in this kingdom are? The way to up is down. The way to becoming great is to serve. The way to freedom is to forgive. The way to have what you need is to give freely. Jesus came to reveal God to us, to show us who he really is. What does Jesus tell us about God? That's my second point tonight. He tells us that God is touchable, approachable, and reachable. Jesus was for want of a better word, ordinary. Are you allowed to say that about God? I just did. If he were here today, if he was walking through the Canberra Centre, you wouldn't especially notice him. He was the kind of guy who would come over to your place to watch the footy match, 
or the Big Bash. That's cricket if you don't know. On TV. He'd wrestle on the floor with your kids. He'd fall asleep on your lounge after a big Christmas lunch. Who's looking forward to that tomorrow? He'd put a steak on the barbie, he'd stand there with you and he'd grill it. And he'd laugh at your jokes. You know what, other people may not, but he would. He'd laugh at your jokes and he'd tell some too. And when you spoke, he'd listen to you as if he had all the time in eternity. When he walked on earth, the ones who knew him best knew him simply as Jesus. His titles, which are Jesus Christ and Lord Jesus, are seen only six times. Those who walked with him remembered him not with a title but with a name, Jesus. I love that when God chose to reveal himself to mankind, he didn't, he didn't just use a book. He didn't, he didn't use a church. That happened eventually. He didn't use a, a moral code because God is so much more than a list of do's and don'ts. When God came to reveal himself, he chose to do it through a human who was touchable, approachable, and reachable. That's Jesus. Hebrews 4 says, now, now that we know what we have, Jesus, this great high priest with ready access to God, let's not let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a high priest who's out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experienced it all, all but the sin. So let us walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help. Let us walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. That's Jesus. And so people, they did that. When he was here on earth, they chose to come to him. They came to him at night. They came to him in the day. As he walked down the street, they followed him. They followed him across the sea. They invited him into their homes. They laid their children at his feet. Why? They did that because he refused to be a statue or a cathedral or a priest in an elevated pulpit. Instead, he chose to be just Jesus. Jesus. Approachable, touchable, and reachable. That is what God is like. And you know what? There, was, there wasn't one person who was afraid to draw near to him when he was on earth. Some mocked him, for sure. Some were jealous of him and the crowds that he drew to himself. Some misunderstood him, but there wasn't one person who thought he was too holy to touch. There wasn't one person who was afraid to approach him for fear of being rejected. Whenever you are tempted to think your sin is too great or your failures are too many or that you don't measure up, remember that God in heaven came as a child. He put on human skin to, to, to show us that he is approachable, that he is touchable, that he is reachable. And the last point is this. He came to show us that he loves us. 
His love is so great. The Bible, from Genesis 3 to Revelation 22, tells of a story of a God reckless with desire to get his family back, to get his kids back. Philip Yancey wrote this in his book. He says, I remember a long night sitting in uncomfortable chairs in O'Hare Airport, waiting impatiently for a flight that was delayed for five hours. Who knows what that's like? Ah. I happened to be next to a wise woman who was travelling to the same conference. The long delay and the late hour combined to create a melancholy mood, and in five hours we had time to share all the dysfunctions of our childhood. It only took five hours, I think that's pretty good. Uh, our disappointments with the church, our questions of faith. I was writing disappointment with God at the time and I felt burdened by other people's pains, sorrows, doubts and unanswered prayers. My companion listened to me in silence for a very long time and then out of nowhere she asked a question that has always stayed with me. Philip, she said, do you ever just let God love you? It's pretty important, I think. I realised with a start that she had brought to light a gaping hole in my spiritual life. For all my absorption in the Christian faith, I had missed the most important message of all. The story of Jesus, the story of Christmas, is the story of a celebration. It's a story of love. It involves pain and disappointment, yes, for God and for us. But Jesus embodies the promise of a God who will go to any length to win us back. Do you ever just let God love you? It's pretty important, I think. Jesus came so that we would know that God loves us. He loves us. Ephesians says it like this, and, I, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Have you ever just let God love you? It's pretty important, I think. Come up, guys. Jesus came to reveal God to us. He came to show us that God is touchable, relatable, and reachable. And he came to show us that God loves us. You might be here tonight, and you may have never ever made a decision to follow Jesus or to give your life to him, to hand over the control of your life to him. I want to ask you, I want to, I want to give you an invitation, I want to give you an opportunity tonight to do that. To see Jesus. Maybe you're here tonight and, and you've you know that you've walked away from him. Your vision of him has become so blurred. There's so much stuff 
just piled on top of you. More and more and more stuff. And you just, you can't, you can't see him. You used to be able to see him, but you can't see him anymore. And you know that you need to, to come back to him and put him in first place in your life. Christmas is all about Jesus. Christianity, in its essence, is seeing Jesus. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.